Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Now let us get you over to Singapore where the Bloomberg New Economy Forum is taking place. Uh, Juliet Sali is there uh, with uh, the chief executive, I believe, of TradeShift. Jules. Indeed, Rish. Yes, I have Christian Lang with me here on the set here in Singapore. Day two of uh, Bloomberg New Economy Forum. And, and Christian, it's really interesting that yesterday there was kind of, I guess you could say, almost a little bit of euphoria that we had seen Presidents Biden and she meet. And today we wake up to that devastating news in Europe. How much does this complicate and, and squeeze the global supply chain now? Yes, yeah, so we work with uh, global companies all over the world and run their supply chains. And I think this is not going to be a new thing. It's, it's more going to be an extension and amplification of, of an already happening scenario. And, and the factors are the same, right? I mean, there's talking about uh, agricultural and grain. We're looking at energy cost. Um, it's hard to see that any new sanctions, for instance, on Russia would, would you know, mean a whole lot. But the question here really is what's going to be NATO's response? I think the first few messages is very little, and we're probably reading the tea leaves. seems pretty um, restrained, I think, in, in the language. But... Um, I think that's that's a core thing. Right now, it seems like Russia is essentially the only side that has an interest in escalating here, and NATO don't have a big, big interest in escalating. So, um, yeah, we got to watch. We certainly do, and it is going to exacerbate the European energy crisis, the food crisis as well. Tell us, I guess, some of uh, the point pressures that you're seeing at Trade Shift. So I think one of the biggest things we've been seeing, I mean, the whole year, and, and the strain is just ongoing, is... A lot of supply chains were simply not meant for a world with rolling shocks, right? This is very, very stable and in many ways very fragile systems that are very dependent on a working world. Um, And I think uh, people have been trying to pivot, but pivoting supply chains for real takes five, ten years. It's it's not something you do in months. Um, So there's a big... There's a big rush to find new suppliers, find new supply, find new sources. We talk about nearshoring, all of these things. And I think that the other factor here is the whole talk about resilience. I think in many ways resilience is, is probably a, a bigger challenge than people think. Uh, suppliers have been asked to double their inventory to have more capacity. They're being asked to pay for that inventory. They're being paid slower because companies are conserving cash. And then on, on, that, on top of that, we have a triple whammy of, of increasing interest rates, right? So resilience is actually putting a lot of extra strain on the system that's already strained. Um, so I think we've got to come up with different solutions. We're going to go different ways. Um, because that's not long-term sustainable. Is one of the biggest solutions moving to digitalization too? And what are the threats there of, I guess, cyber attacks? Yeah, I mean, we, we do see cyber attacks. I mean, that's obviously always a factor, either if it's on the company's direct or, or their supply chains. Uh, I think uh, secure systems is, is the only way forward. I mean, you can never perfect anything, but, uh, but I think we can do a lot to keep the bad guys out. As to the digital supply chains, I think it's really the only way we can get to 
um, much more nimble and more agile supply chain. I don't necessarily think that the answer, as I said before, with resilience, is not doubling capacity in the system or, or you know, just having way, way too much redundancy. It is really just to have much more nimble and agile supply chains where we can move quickly. Uh, we're looking as well, I mean, you touched there on inflation, about when we are going to start to see a peak there. Where do you see that and, and how concerned are you about global recessionary fears? I mean, I think at this point we are quite a bit more concerned about recession than we are inflation. Mm -hmm. um, we are seeing a buildup of inventory everywhere in the system. We see orders that happened last year that's finally getting delivered, building up um, in inventory. We see transport and logistics prices way down, capacity way down, uh, so I th uh, capacity way up. So I think... The, the numbers we see, and I think a, another big fear we have is, uh, you know, it's rather unprecedented that supply chain shocks has led to inflation. We don't have a lot of data on what that means. And I'm very nervous that the central bank cure right now is probably not the right solution for, for what we're experiencing because raising interest rates will do very little for energy cost. It will do very little for, uh, you know, uh, capacity in the system. In fact, it's going to do the opposite. It's going to strain the suppliers even more. Uh, they're trying, as we know, to, to really try and manage this, but are they kind of, I guess, maybe heading us towards more pressures then, in, in your point, by continuing on this tightening cycle? Uh, yeah, and I mean, obviously, I mean, we saw the, the news also on, on uh, the slowdown a little bit on inflation, which is good news, but I think at this point, uh, what's probably much more invisible is the strain on the whole supply system, the strain on the supplier base. We've seen average payment go up from like 35 days to almost 48 days uh, across the world. I mean, on, on average, that's a lot. Um, so, so I think there's a big financial strain that's being eaten up right now and in, invisible. That will become much more visible if we continue to increase in, uh, interest. There's obviously a, a lot of factors here too. We talked about the Europe energy crisis. I know uh, from reading some of your notes that you've given us that you're seeing a bit of a brighter spot in the US too. What about what we're seeing in China and the hopes that we will see a full reopening? But what pressures are you seeing across China? I mean, this is the first thing I think to be aware of and everybody talking about the pivot away from China. Um, it will take decades for the West to get even close to replicating the Chinese manufacturing capacity anywhere in the world, if we even can, I think. I think that's the first thing. So there's a big codependency here, right? That's probably also why we saw the inching closer or smiling uh, at G20. It was not a warm embrace, but it was an inching closer, right? I think the other thing is, whereas Ukraine, whereas COVID, all of these energy crises, they're long-term hard problems to solve. Uh, this this uh, COVID zero policy in China, that's a policy decision. And I mean, Xi, he could wake up tomorrow, issue two degrees in China would be open, right? So uh, I, I think I'm a little bit more optimistic about that moving uh, in, in the right direction, uh, probably uh, early, mid next year. Uh, and I think, again, that's a policy decision. We can't just make a policy decision to make the energy crisis go away. What sort of uh, pressures are you seeing on the labor front? So, I mean, uh, there's labor, again, back to the whole inflation point, right? I mean, we're seeing labor shortages pretty much everywhere in the world. Um, we're dealing with probably also, uh, you know, uh, demographics here in a lot of countries, right? Um, and, and again, I think that's putting pri pri pressure on services. It's putting pressure certainly also on manufacturing. Um, and, of course, like in my particular space in tech, we've had a little bit of a different wave, right? I mean, mm -hmm. there's been some layoffs and, and so on. So... I think maybe pressure is coming off a little bit on, on, on that side of the world, but I mean, everywhere else, we're still seeing the pressure. Are you slowing hiring? Are you uh, looking at getting rid of jobs? Uh, we, we have already slowed hiring, so uh, and I think just like everybody else, we're not looking to get rid of any jobs at this point. Are you looking at further expansion? Yeah, I mean, we've been, ex <laughs> we've been expanding for 12 years, and, yep. and I mean, we, you know, I mean, again, we've, we've grown our network with 20 30% every year, so, so we've just got to follow that. We're going to support our customers, and, uh, you know, there's still, again, 
probably actually more activity in supply chain today than many years. All right. Well, we do hope as well that we are going to see some kind of potential easing to the, the situation in Europe and, of course, an easing on the supply chain pressures. We thank you so much for your time, Trade Shift CEO and co-founder Christian Lang, with me here on the uh, radio set at the Bloomberg New Economy Forum in Singapore. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.